0: Positivity Posse. Our Positivity Posse. And let me tell y'all something. This Positivity Posse family is growing. Um, and it's growing in such, I'm going I'm, to, you know, I'm going to wear that, I don't know if you can wear the word positivity out, but I'm just going to keep saying it because I believe that word brings power. You dig? In, in whatever positive way, but saying it out, putting it out there. Uh, doing what we're doing. And I mean, when I mean we, you know, myself and my co producers, my brother Christopher Brooks, uh, my sister Julie McKnight, and the incredible Wendy Vaughn. We come on here with our mission to uh, have you join us in pulling away from things that are happening in this world right now that uh, we can't control. There's, you know, and we can't ignore it. There's no way to ignore it. It's life. But it also gives us a, a, a time where we can pull away and say, come on, let's remember that there's something we can always smile about. There's something that we can always count a blessing about, you dig? And I keep reiterating, you know, No, I'm, I'm far from a preacher. I'm far from anybody that can say I can, you know. But what I am is like millions of all of us. I'm just part of the world day to day that's getting through it day to day. And uh, myself and our producers, and now we're seeing that so many others are understanding that to, to get through that day, positivity, sure enough, is a gasoline for the soul, man. It is. Because uh, negativity, that can be just as powerful as positivity, can drain that that fuel from us, you know, and make us kind of start head tripping in another way that kind of takes back and has puts our blinders on of everything that we can, can be thankful about. So that's why we do this. And we're extra special, oh, forgot my watch party. And if you forgot yours, come on and join me and start that watch party, because this show today is definitely one that we want to make sure, uh, let me press my share. And we're gonna, uh, here we go. And I think we are starting, I think. Um, but today's show, let me tell you y'all, and as many of you know, we have the 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 incredible brother. And let me tell you something, a beautiful soul. Junior Giskum is here with us today. And um, you know, I, I mean, once we you you've seen the promos, mama used to say, take your time, young man. You did all of that. But but wait until you talk, we we talk, we get into this conversation and the energy that flows from this brother. Um is just uh it 's incredible it 's incredible, so do your watch parties start it up let 's share this around the world, keep this fuel of positivity going, and uh, we all want to help each other out because i I mean you know we we remember, and i can 't every episode I feel it 's important to bring out the fact that we are dealing with two viruses in this world you know we 're dealing with the virus of the covid of course that Put everybody's life on pause, you know, Um, had everybody take a step back for a minute. And and that's another reason why we decided to start doing this, because myself and the other producers, we said, you know, our lives are on pause like everybody else, but we got to do our part. Let's try and do our part to help out everybody else that we can to say, hey, we're going to be okay. This is going to be all right. Um, And that Our first responders around the world, our doctors, our nurses, our medical staff um, that are right there trying to do the best that they can do to to keep, you know, life as normal as it it can be, to extend life as much as possible, uh, to save lives, you know, firsthand as much as possible. Uh, Thank you to our truck drivers. Thank you to our grocery store workers, our market workers. Um, Thank you to our sanitation workers. Thank you to everyone who's trying their best to make it all make sense for us, you know. Thank you for your time. Our teachers, um, our our parents that are at home trying to find another way, this new way, to present their teaching uh, for their children, to help them out, those babies, you know. Thank you all. And then we're dealing with that second virus that second virus of racism that's been hit generationally also unfortunately around the world but especially as we know firsthand here in the us of a and uh you know i want to i want to thank our protesters that jump-started this whole movement of thinking and 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 i always give it to our young people that hey, as far as what we saw and and we heard, uh, they were the first ones to jump out there with their protest of feeling, their their, their 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 rants, their venting of what's on their mind, their frustrations, their hopes. You know, thank you, young people, and people my age and older, y'all. It's important that we keep that gate open, that gate of communication you know, that's priceless between the two generations so that we can hear each other, understand each other, and then ultimately hold hand in hand to help each other out for what we need to do. Thank y'all. Our artists, poets, writers, uh, filmmakers, keep on doing what you do. Let your voice be heard through your artistry. Hey, I told you before what Nina Simone told my sister and I when we were just little kids, I said yeah, you have talent. Yeah, you can you know you, you you can hold a note. You can you know you're learning to write music. But her thing was, Victor and Julie, what are now? What now are you going to do with it? What's your mission as an artist? What are you going to give the world through your artistry? And I give it right back to you, artists, especially you young artists. There are some beautiful music that's being created. Keep on keeping on, young artists. Keep doing your thing. Woo! You know what? I'm full today for another reason because today, this week, actually marks our year anniversary for the Victor Brooks Show, uh, and that's exciting to know that we've been able to bring this for, uh, bring this message of positivity and journeys of of, of artists and other um, uh, individuals who dedicated their life to living their life, the ups, the downs. But all we've been able to do is wrap it all up in a bowl of positivity every episode the best we can, and then present it to you all who are now part of our Positivity positive family. You know, We're excited about knowing that it's been a year. And thank you for every Sunday tuning in at 1 uh, o'clock PM Pacific Coast time, California. Uh, to help us share this positivity. Well, I want to bring on the incredible Wendy Vaughn for our shout-outs that we do, and uh, I already see people lining up here. Hey, hey, p- hey, 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 hey! hey I'm over here. <laughs> yeah, All right, I was, y'all. I was getting full, Wendy. I was getting full. I was trying to keep it together. I love it.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Uncle Vic. Wait a minute. I didn't know y'all. He didn't tell me until today, so I'm over here, I'm singing and everything, and he dropped that on me. Uncle Vic, I don't know if you could hear the round of applause from all of us Vons and just, I mean, this was no small feat, really wasn't. I know that people might think, oh, we just going live, but have you ever, I'm talking to you now, viewers, many of us are a part of this slash Or hyphenated generation where we got the nine to five and a side hustle and you you came and showed out I mean you went big and I was like wow I remember when um, dad first told us that he was gonna be on the show and you had been right and you had our cousins auntie and I was like and you were doing this in a studio live and then when the quarantine came you didn't slow down you you're like well you know can we get mom and stuff and so the emotions were on and we helped that out and then that's when we bridged hey we're just gonna keep doing it during the quarantine and y'all I don't know if you remember in the beginning we were doing two shows on Saturday and two shows on Sunday for almost the entire summer My and he has an Instagram presence I'm over here like you know, everyone thinks that the young yeah. folks are teaching, but man, you are teaching
0: me some stuff. Oh, so, man. you know, it, it's, a, it's a, that's why I always say that we have to keep that gate open. I learned yeah. so much from you and your incredible yeah. sister, Yann Vaughn, Raise It Up, Y.W.Y., Whitney, Warren, with his, all the artistry that you all are naturally born with and the entrepreneurialism.
1: Thank that, you.
0: So Thank that we you. We work together, girl.
1: Thank you. What's
0: what's
1: happening on your shout out over there? Boy, my shout outs, we got the the entire emotions community. We got them on board. We got both of the pages blowing up and everybody is singing and excited about our guest today. Um, Everybody is like, this is right on time for a lot of, you got some folks that call this their positivity church. On, on Sundays now. at, at, at 111, okay. And <laughs> they were like, thank you. And what other what what better day to celebrate our victory with our new change of leadership for the head That's of this right. country That's than right. today That's on the positivity posse, the Victor Brooks show. So
0: yes, yes, yes. Much shout out and respect to the new president and vice president of the US, Joe Biden and Sister Kamala Harris, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's it's, so, it's beautiful on so many levels. Beautiful. Yes. We're not a political show, I know that, but 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 it's a blessing on a lot of levels as far as I'm concerned.
1: It it's about, you know, we all know that change is sometimes a slow process. Certain things can happen swiftly and certain things take that process. But when you can just get out something that's gonna just constantly cause aggression and antagonizing that voice is not present that's not to say that everything is this perfect hunky dory y'all we ain't trying to oversimplify that's but right. that's the positivity there is something very uh spiritual that comes from just being able to just be happy and not be you know hurting <laughs> so that's great
0: it's happiness man that's what it's about girl you know i see uh Zetella. Thank you so much for joining us, girl, and, m- and much congratulations on what you're doing. Incredible producer out here, Zatella baby.
1: Awesome.
0: Our, our journalistic sister, the positivity posse, Selena Nimoy, is joining with us. She's on here, too. Awesome. Uh, and let me tell you something, the UK is turning out for this show today. <laughs> for UK. real. It's turning out. And I remember I had some friends uh from Jamaica as well who who contacted after they saw the promos of people coming to me. and they said our kindred son, you know, that's what they called. It. And and it's such a such an honor for him to
1: absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you, Uncle Vic. I can't wait to get
0: this one. <laughs> I love you, girl. Thank you. Love you, you too. You. Thank you so much. Well, y'all, you know what? Hey. I, Wendy, you know, is is now you see what we 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 do we during before all of this, you know, especially when I mean all of this, I mean even before the Corona hit, before um, uh, the you know the two viruses seemed to 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 collide together as well. Um, you know, our messages to even to each other were phone calls, and our buddy Larry Dotson of the Bar case, every Friday he does a love check and you know it's so perfect for that because thank you brother larry for doing that and it's basically what we were doing between our families you know and for each other as friends and family uh we just called check on each other keep everyone lifted and then we brought the format to here with you so thank you again um you know what i i i can't wait to get into this to this conversation uh, into this journey today brother jr and you know many of us you know as we know that whole you know we talk about British soul we talk about the music and the artistry of the UK as some of us say cross the pond you know um, many of us millions of us have been fans also of across the pond the respect that that many of us have had here in the US for for artists I mean we can go back to Geno Washington you know what I'm saying? We can go back to Jimmy James and the Vagabonds, okay? So if you, if you hear what I'm saying, I mean, this whole lineage of a British soul is a label that was given, but these, these brothers and sisters who put their artistry there even you know, way back, um, paved a way through the 60s and, and 70s for, uh, I mean, all the way to the 70s of Maxine Nightingale. You remember Maxine, you know, right back from where we started from. Uh, we remember the group Sweet Sensations, you know, um, and then all paving the way for the 80s that I'm going to call the 80s Soul Invasion that hit us here in the U.S. through the uh, through the works of our guest today, Junior Disco. Let me, uh, let me read this with you today. And, and, you know, it's got me thinking back about my first time I, uh, that I was able to go and visit the UK. It was an incredible experience. It was an incredible experience. The music scene that I remember being there with, um, the the raw artistry of, of uh, of the, of, the, of the British soul band that I was there hearing, and then just musicians themselves in the UK. Uh, strong, uh, I remember that every, mostly every show that I went was a live show. And uh, these musicians were getting down, man. I mean, these musicians were doing their thing, using the axe. you dig? Uh, keeping that artistry alive. But... Uh, Let me read this, as many of you know, I love to start with the bios that we have. And I have to say too, that also when we brought on, remember we brought on Carolyn Griffey, uh, who's the daughter of Dick Griffey, uh, Sister Carolyn, and uh, how the the lineage and the story that was explained to us Uh, From, you know, Solar Records and Dick Griffey's culmination of everything musically, uh, the legacy, the powerful, rich legacy of music that Dick Griffey, through his efforts, and the artist on his label of Solar Records, uh, still living to this day. And then also we heard how Soul Train, the television show, show Soul Train, uh, further advanced that connection and communication of artistry to the world. And I, I hope I'm not jumping the gun, but if, and Brother Junior can correct me when he comes on if I'm if I'm wrong. But I believe our guest today was the first Black British artist to hit Soul Train here in the states, um, and that's what I remember. Uh, but you know what? Before I want before I read the bio, Wendy, can we play this? classic for us one time here please is is it already set up or am i jumping
1: absolutely oh
0: no (laughs) let's do that yes sir. It's Put that song on today, and it still gives us a smile. As you know, I do not have a poker face. You know, when I feel it, I feel it. It's there. But uh, come on, it was. I mean, we have people saying right here that song bathes you in positivity. You dig? Right on positivity, Fosse. Let me read this. Check this out. One of the pioneers of British soul and R and B. Singer-songwriter Junior Giscombe mixed his British roots with elements of reggae and classic soul to create a number of memorable songs, both for himself and for other singers. Born and raised in London, the son of Jamaican immigrants, Junior was performing in bands a teenager and used the experience to launch a solo career. He signed with Phonogram Records and in 1982 released his debut album, Jai. It shot to the top of the British charts and made a splash in the US on the strength of its infectious, danceable first single, Mama Used to Say. Mama was in many ways prototypical of future junior releases showing elements of traditional soul, but turning the songs on their ear through creative rhythms and interesting vocal arrangements. Mama was followed by the equally engaging single, Too Late, you remember that one, which also hit the soul top 10. The combination of songs earned him Billboard Magazine's Top Newcomer Award right on. Junior followed his debut success with 1983's Inside Looking Out. Uh, it, it, it's commu- the hit Communication Breakdown and the excellent ballad, Baby I Want You Back. For this third album, Junior teamed with legendary producer Arif Mardin and released Acquired Taste. It include, included the joyous Oh uh, Louise, right? You remember that one. That year, he also contributed the song Do You Want My Love to the Beverly Hills Cop Soundtrack. Come on, y'all. In 1987, Junior released Another Step, a duet with Kim Wilde, which became a smash in the UK. He followed the release with the UK tour with Wilde, opening for Michael Jackson. The next year, he released the album Sophistication Street, his last on Polygram. (laughs) It charted also with the hit Yes. In 2006, independently released the album Junior did Oceans, a solid comeback and a welcome return of an 80s favorite. Junior remains active in the music community, y'all, in the UK, and is recognized for his strong contributions to 80s pop and R&B. With no further ado, please let me bring to you our guest today, Brother Junior Gispoon, all the way from the UK across the pond. Brother Junior, are you there right now?
2: Yes, I am. There Thank you. Is. Very good <laughs> <for the> introduction.
0: <laughs> See, I told y'all, look at this infection, just positivity just came across the screen. How you doing, my brother? Thank you, man. Very well,
2: man. I'm very well.
0: Good. Good. You know, when we were putting this together, um, I, I have to tell you that, first of all, today, your UK family is is, is here in full effect right now, today. The emails all... me, what do you want to say to everybody, man?
2: I just want to say, you know, I, as I was saying to you, Victor, earlier, for me, next year, um, I'm talking a year ahead, people, because God willing, we'll all reach there and we'll reach there in a good way but um i just you know next year is 40 years of mummy used to say and i'm i'm getting to that point i think as we said being able to sit back and just think about things and i'm just like you know what we need to go out on the road we need to say thank you to everybody for that support and love over these years you know as musicians as you know you need the love of the people you need to be able to 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 be able to touch them so that they touch you so you always know that like you're bringing something to the table something that they want something that they'll enjoy and you know next year I want to be able to come out and play live so we'll be doing I'll be out on the road from May, June and July in in Europe in England and I can't wait I just can't wait
0: Oh, man, wait until you look back on these comments when you get a chance. Knowing this, people are throwing hand claps. People are doing this. The, the word mama, I've seen it just they put mama on the comment, you know, all the way out. Brother, you yep. know what I mean? Let me tell you, you sound just the same, the same voice control, the same vocal power. I mean, brother, where does that come from? I think it's
2: all just a blessing. I think sometimes, you know, when you, over the years, people's voices change and it gets a bit lower and stuff like that. And mine is too. But when it comes to that song, it's been, it's just been a song that, like, I've never been able to sing it in any other key and have the same kind of upliftment that the song has, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's, it's always been you sing it in C, Jim. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> much respect much respect man you know i I always ask in every episode and we just kind of jumped into it because the positivity just took us right there but i usually my my first question to all of our our guests brother whenever they have uh take the time of their take their time to join us is what is your positivity what's your positivity period
2: what's my positivity well i think it all stems really that positive outlook stemmed really from my mother it really did my mom was a, a very positive woman she didn't have much she didn't come from her beginnings where she her father was very wealthy but he lost the money so they had to live very rough and life was kind of very hard for my mum. but when i came around what i noticed with my mum was that there wasn't anything really that would bother my mother no matter what it was, it didn't take her to that place of, I want to kill somebody, I'm, I'm just going off my head. She always seemed to be able to break it down into a place whereby, I'll show you what I mean. I remember watching, um, who was it, it was Wilson, one of the prime ministers we had in the UK, Harold Wilson. And he had gone to South Africa at the time. And he was talking to the Rhodesian uh, prime minister. and I after they had their conversation, he came out to the press and he turned and he said, I will not go against my kitten kin. Okay. So I asked my mother, what does that mean? You know, I'm not going against my kitten kin. So my mother turned and she said, he's not going against his own people. Mm-hmm. So I sat there and I said to her that like, so that means that place will never ever be free. My mother turned and said, no, 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 no. It will be free. It's where your mind is at. Come on. it's not what the actual thing is it's where your mind is at it must be free Junior. and that way of looking at life had been the thing that kept me going if if it wasn't that I could move left and it could work then I'd go right and if it wasn't right I'd come centre I didn't allow myself to get my mind into oh no it's not going to work oh no it's not good enough Oh no, it's always been to stay positive you, you'll never get I don't think in life you'll ever get a a road that isn't bumpy. We all have roads and they all they they move like that. You know, and our journeys in life is like that. So to hold on to things that aren't necessary in your life pulls you down. Come on now. Pulls you down. You know, necessary. you have a, you know, it's even it's, it's it's like you know you have a relationship with somebody and and the relationship <laughs> Finishes. And instead of you moving on, you're still thinking about yesterday. So yeah. you know, we've gone two years, but have you really moved? Yeah. You know what I'm
0: yeah. There you go. There you're... you go. Right. Right. Well, what, you... what steps have you actually taken toward that? Is it exactly what you what you learned? Brothers now. Well, see, now I know, because I remember the first time we talked. We, we talk like we had been knowing each other for the 40 years in <laughs> mom because it was just that, that energy pop that, that you bring. And now I see um, that mom, mom used to say a lot. And yeah. it was so beautiful in, in, yeah. in that foundation laying of Brother Jr. You know, uh, let me ask you this. Tell, please tell me about, um, I know you, give me your, your, your history. I know you were born and raised in the UK, but mm-hmm. what is your family lineage? What is your background, brother?
2: Right. Well, I was, I'm the the youngest of eight. Um, My mom and dad came over in the mid fifties and uh, came over. They had a place, which was like a a one room that they lived in. And all of the kids were left in Jamaica and uh, they wanted to be here for two years and then leave and go back to Jamaica. But I came along. So when I came along, it was like, you know, I'm growing up and I get one sister comes over and her name's Verna and then I get two more sisters come over and then oh, I'm gotcha. learning. I had this whole family that I didn't know, but right like, and there was two sisters, three sisters, and then there was four, then there was two brothers. And yeah. I was like, wow, you know, this was, yeah. was something else. Everybody spoke differently to me. I was speaking English and they were all speaking Patois and I speak in Jamaican, like, I could understand it, but anytime I tried it, everybody was like, no,
3: nobody do do that. Don't do that. You,
2: talk, blah, <laughs> <gotcha>. <laughs> you know, <Okay>. you know <laughs> even like you know, I figured to myself when I got to my teens that like I could most probably mesh in, don't try it, boy. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Some it's almost like, you know, uh, birthdays or Christmases or whatever. It's like a new gift of a sibling that you would be oh, growing up, you know? It,
2: that's yeah, it because we, you know, we, we, my mom and dad, there was, um, my mom had like four or five and my dad had two, so, three, sorry. So i coming all together, living all together, sleeping all together, doing things all together as a family right, was really the beginnings of Junior kind of being this expansive individual. My brothers were into music, so was my sisters, and the different kinds of music, and my mom and dad being gospel and jazz. So there was this eclectic music just going around in our house. My aunt would come and play the piano, you know, and she's a minister and stuff, and, and we'd go to church. and i get that whole spiritual feeling from church.
3: Yeah. I
2: left church and I wanted to go into different things, but the, the spiritual end of things always held me and is still true within me today. Gotcha. And I, I kind of, when I got to my early teens, what was going on in England was pretty much the same thing as what's going on in America in terms of the race and the whole thing of, of people being discriminated. Because of color and stuff like that. So you're learning, you're 14, 15, you're learning about self, you're learning about uh, Martin Luther King, you're learning about Malcolm X, you're learning about Farrakhan, you're going to meetings where you're not supposed to go because you want to learn, you want to understand who you are. Marcus mm-hmm. Garvey,
4: yeah. my
2: mother was a mother's aunt was a a Garveyite so my mother used to go to Marcus Garvey meetings so she was able to tell us about Marcus Garvey and who we were as people so that whole period was was a learning period within the UK for a lot of black kids at that time of trying to find where we stood within this or we always seemed to be the ones that were not being picked to move forward we didn't see anybody on on tv that truly represented us we saw people on tv that represented a vision of that corporation's ideals and ideas about us so that early period was was very interesting for me because of the clash of everything that was going on so by the time i got 17 18 i decided i wanted to put a band together okay got some friends we started playing but we were playing what was going on at the time which was more a thing called jazz funk yes. and i didn't want to play jazz funk i i, I, I listened to jazz i love jazz and everything else but my energy my own energy was coming more from a harder rock freer environment of music not really constricting my music yeah. to this is the principles and these are the values and this is how it goes I wanted to, to stick all of this great music that I heard together
0: yeah. in
2: the way that I was hearing it and make yeah. junior music. I didn't want to make music that else made. I just wanted to try and make something and continue to that was junior music, that had the energy, that had the fun.
0: I love that junior music. No, no, I'm sorry, go ahead,
2: please. <laughs> right. but I, so you, you know, yeah. I just wanted to make whatever it was that God gave me as a talent, I wanted that night. So I'd heard, um, I think it's night, the, going back now, must be 71 when the Isley Brothers came But Who's That Lady? Right. And I remember at that time as well, I was playing reggae sounds. I, I had a friend of mine and we would play the down at a place called the Roaring Twenties in Carnaby Street. We'd get an hour and I'm 14, 15, you know, my mum and dad are letting me go out because my brothers are going there. So yeah. I played <laughs> wicked reggae music right, for an That's hour with yeah. uh, my friend. So it was it, I was so into musics and, and and the band came together and when we came together, as I said, the Isleys had come out and another album had come out that I was listening to, which was Flying the Family Stones. Yeah. He'd come out with There's a Riot going on. It's so it's right. so for well, the times it? that we're living in today that yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that all right, the way right. back then. And I, but anyway, those albums were monumental to me at the time, because firstly, the Isley's was, was, came together with this sweet vocals, the sweet melodies, but they had the rawness with Ernie on the guitar. That's right. And That's then true. when listening to Sly, Sly was like just down home street to me. <laughs>
4: That's right. It
2: really was. Yes. And then the thing that was happening, which was that, um, oh, Larry Graham. Oh man. Playing That's bass, he was banging bass, and I'd never heard anybody bang bass before. Right. And when the band came together, the bass player came, and he was doing fingers, and I was like, hell no, I don't want no fingers. I want it. <laughs> Right. Let's this. So he right. had, no, right? So right. He had no to go off and learn how to play <laughs> the bank. Yeah, it's giving me R and B licks, and I'm like, no, I want some Zeppelin licks. I want things. I want Jimi Hendrix. I yeah. want that. Everybody's like, this guy's crazy, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody's going jazz funk, and you're coming with this kind of like a rock R and B thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the band we, we we got it together and we went out and we started doing dates during I would say 18, 19, going into twenty. By the time I got to twenty, I wanted to write. I started to understand like if I wanted to do this, I needed to write it. I needed to work with people Ooh. who could get. Yes. Work. Yeah.
0: So
2: yeah. I had a phone call out of the blue from a friend, and he, uh, Junior Douglas Junior, asked if I would. Um, write some songs for this album that he was doing so i went down to the studio heard the songs wrote the song did the song he took the song to the guy who was behind the project and it was basically i just did the songs and then i was off it was like one of those i'm just going to write these things i'll demo them and then i'm off but that guy heard something in what i did Put the record out in France. Had a number one in France, and i didn't <laughs>
0: <know about it>. <laughs> <laughs> I love this story, please. That's why I'm not cutting in at all. Please give it to us, man.
2: I had a number one in France. I had a number one in France with this record. Get up and dance, hop and eat it. Wow. And I didn't know anything about it. I, I the record was leased or yeah it was licensed out to fire sign records so i was gone from england and came to america to meet up with the fire sign guys to start a promotion for in america because it was in the, the hot 100s bubbling down the bottom it had gone to number one in in there so if you can imagine i don't know that this is happening over there but this is happening here and i'm, I'm still kind of like people feeling this this wasn't Mummy used to say this was the beginnings you know
3: right
2: right right, right. I, 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 do, I i do that tune and it's a hit over there i'm doing this in in america and i go to boston and i do a show in boston and then i go down to uh virginia and i do a show in a, in a club in virginia with this song and i'm enjoying myself i love this and uh, i get a phone call from record company um a and r man who said that he'd been hearing the record um, Get Up and Dance in England. It was being played on a DJ, uh, Greg Edwards show, big DJ at the time. And uh, he wanted to speak to me about making an album. Okay. So I was like, what? Yeah, well, that, that's yeah. Right. I like right. down to that. You <laughs>
0: yeah, sure. I like. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I was like, yeah,
2: okay. So we met up, we sat down, we spoke. He yeah. was making over he wanted to, you know, still at that time, people would go into studios and they would have a, an arranger, a conductor, uh, a voice trainer, uh, the producer, the engineer, yeah. so there's people around and telling you what and what you should do. And I didn't want to be involved in any of that. So my condition was basically that I could go in and do this on my own
0: yeah. and
2: condition and we compromised because he turned around and said to me that he wanted me to work with a guy called bob carter who i already knew because i was part of links and bob was in links and uh i said okay fine i have no problem with working with bob right so bob and i got together and uh i wrote these songs bob did the arrangement to the songs we went in and we started to rehearse these songs while on tour with links okay okay mama used to say so, out. I'm
0: sorry, mama used to say was part of this now, this first this first album, this first signing. It's, so we, the, you, you brought oh yeah. us from, from that foundation of your and I'm sorry, but that's why we on the positivity posse, we love to latch on from the beginning, and you're taking us on this perfect ride. <laughs> of chronology, of we found out what it is, man, the foundation of Junior and the wisdom of your mother, of the positive message for life. And then Junior taking that, latching it on to your artistry development of who you are, what makes, what feeds your soul, the style of music that really calls you, you you sponging in all of this. And now your next foot opportunity, the next footstep, is signing to a record label, which in those days, I remember, was rare to have creative yeah. process, okay? But now your first album, your first signing, you have a creative input. And now we're too, Mama used to say, or Mama said, right? right please Mama. give it to us, please. It, <laughs> what else?
2: I'd written Mama, I was working at the time, and I'd written it in in a shoe. I used to yeah. do have shoes and make shoes when I, in my past life.
4: <laughs> okay, all
0: right, cobbler,
4: that's
2: it, yeah. The, the, the shoes and stuff. I did shoes for the Queen, I did shoes for uh, Charles, I did shoes for uh, Paul Newman, right? Just making handmade shoes. But um, <clears throat> I did all of that in my past life, but it yeah. was like all of that was also part of this, this building to Junior, if you get that's what I'm it. saying.
0: that's right.
2: So my, okay. my, when I got to um, back to England and we started to make the album, um, Jai, the first album, mm-hmm. I got a phone call from uh, Lynx's manager, who were a band in England, who were uh, I would well they were really the first British band who were doing, say an R&B. This is remember before that there was the real thing, as you said earlier, there was Sweet mm-hmm. Sensation, right. but Lynx along just at the end of the 70s going into the 80s where there was this explosion that was happening with black British music and they were part of the band. I said I'd be a part of the band because I knew everybody. Yeah. We went out for, and we, we were doing like uh, matinees and, and evening gigs at the, the Dominion in the West End which had never been heard of before. So as a black band multiracial band we were breaking down doors but not truly fully grasping what we were doing if you can understand it was like we were we were kids on a roll and it was fun but not fully on board what we were actually we were knocking down doors we were opening up situations for others to come behind which was basically what the journey is as you go along and you start to fully grasp it True. But at that time we didn't and it was just complete and utter
0: fun. <laughs> like, <it was> wicked. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's it, was, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was so <laughs> good, you know. And
4: it was like
2: that, that winter was fantastic, you know. And then came January and I, I go into the record company and they say, you know, Oh mama's come out and Mama's done a hundred thousand in New York you say like, Yeah, right. And right. then it's like t- In Chicago, Mm. 300,000 in Florida. Mm. And these numbers were coming at me like every day. Yeah, I know. I did. When when Mama first came out, it it came out on the, the 27th of July, 1981. And when that record came out, no DJ would play it. Everybody said it was too rock and roll. This is a black guy playing rock and roll. You can imagine. I mean, what a racist comment to make, right? You
0: know. Right. <laughs> 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 exactly. You know.
2: Kind of, kind of mindsets was happening at the time. So I remember coming again just to show you. I remember coming in and speaking to my mother at the time, and I said to her, like, you know, it doesn't look like the record's gonna happen. Right. And, you know, I used mama used to say, you know, people in England say mummy or mum. And my mother turned and my mother said to me, why don't you think it's going to work? And I said, well, you know, I should have used something else, mummy, instead of a mama. My mother said, but people in Spain use mama, Spanish speaking people, Italian speaking. Do you get what I'm trying to say? That I got you. That positive.
0: Come on, man. That's it. I mean, man. Much respect to mom. Much oh yeah. Respect. What was your mother's name?
2: My, May. They used May. to call her. May. Yeah. Much respect, May. Much respect. Yeah. yeah. She was. She really, at that particular moment in time, she was that that positive energy, yeah. that just kept the fuel, the fire all the time. The record then comes out in America, it becomes huge in America, and my mom knocks my bedroom door, and says to me, she, somebody's, wrong, somebody's wrong, and said that your record is going up the charts, and you're at number five or number six in, the, my mother never <laughs> ever cared about my No <laughs> oh,
0: number my five, mom. number six, this is on UK chart, international chart, US chart. This- america no, she's getting. See, that's what i <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he said your mom, who never really was into the chart, to, but now she's knocking on your door. She's like, you know, what's He's like, he's like hey, you're doing yeah. this. <laughs> this actually oh, man. What was that feeling like? You know, I, I, I mean, that's so. You know, to have your mom, who it sounds like, it's always been in your corner. And then now your song, as we as I learned, Across the Pond, is now getting, because I know here in the U.S., man, like so many who are watching right now, um, like we saw today, when we played on the video, uh, played the video just now, and the hands were going up. But then the way that song hit us, like, boom, like here, and especially um, in, it went across, it, it was multicultural in a lot of ways. Mm. I mean when it hit of course you know and and, and the, on the black radio stations in the black community we were like oh yes yeah, brother's funkin you know and it was like there but it started crossing multicultural how did that? we we hear the stories brother uh, like i mentioned before little richard who we grew up with it was, was like an uncle to me i remember him saying that how he felt the first time he went to the UK and how the, it was back in the day where where a lot of the artists from the U.S. would go to the U.K. and their experience, how they felt when they heard their music played there and the audience's reception. And I remember how special he said that that made him feel, you know. And then able to bring. Now the tables turning. Now with you here, okay, hey brother, I can honestly say the Beatles was not the only one with a British invasion, okay? we <laughs> <Yeah>. had. <laughs> we had a multitude of you know soul and br- how did that feel to know oh, you were invading on this side of the pond with only I, one angle
2: listen i i i when i when i came over to do soul train I, exactly. <laughs> I, you know i came they, they they flew me in to do soul train and i was there and there was teddy riley was there and uh Guy, with just a, a brand new band that were coming. Uh, Boys to Men, sorry, New Edition had just done the album Boys to Men. So they were on the show as well. And I remember standing up, and I think it was um, not Dick Griffey. Um, oh. Yes, done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember standing up watching New Edition go through their paces and he put his arm because he was very tall he put his arm around me and with that deep voice and he turned said, you'll be fine man don't worry you'll be fine man and that made worse it just like (laughs) i was already nervous you know what i'm saying (laughs) and i'm like i'm watching new edition i'm i'm now this little bad guy i bought that album i know that album's bad and i'm on the same it just didn't truly 100% click. I went to Stevie Wonder's radio station and I'm doing an interview Stevie's next door and Stevie says, come into my room. And I'm like, what is going on? And we start talking about Mama used to say and how good it's the sound of it. And, you know, it was like he was in my head. You wanted to make a sound like a band and stuff like this. And we were discussing, I just come from South London, man. I, I, I you know, it just, hit me like a bum i just it was just i was like it was like you were levitated off the ground all the time right the way that the music had had hit home and as you say it was the mere fact that like in england everybody was no it ain't gonna happen in america it goes boom and then it comes back to england and it goes boom and then it goes to france and then it goes to germany and and all of it countries around the world, and and then seeing the way that people were going crazy for the track. Mm -hmm. All I really ever wanted to do was just touch people with music. Come on now, That was That's the dream. That was always the dream, just to be able to touch people with music and have making music that lasts, opposed to making music for the moment. I'd always wanted that. And, you know, my dreams were answered. My prayers were answered. I, I've always been able to, if I get it right, touch people with what yeah. I do. Yeah. And that was shown through Mama. And then shown with, even earlier, with um, Get Up and Dance, Up and Heat It. It yeah. Yeah. was like a, a journey of fully, one, understanding yourself within your music. Two, to do junior music. Don't, don't do... Don't try and do like Stevie. Don't try and do like Ze, Ze, you know Led Zeppelin. Don't try. Don't let the influences of the music that you're hearing distract you from who you are.
0: Come on now, that's it.
2: That's it. you know, like in that's life, right. really. You know, your if artistry
0: you're is your artistry. Yeah, and 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 exactly. what you just said is so powerful, man. And I, I really hope when you have time to look back on, on these comments that are coming up on here, you're touching so many people, man, with, with what you're saying. Um, I mean, you have a, 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 a spiritual, what I, I mean that non-religiously, but you have a spiritual connected that's happening right now in everything that you're saying. And, and, and to know, brother, that your mission has always been through my artistry, I want to touch somebody. I want to spread something to someone. All right. Now, with the with and I'm a dinosaur. You know, it took me a while if it wasn't for for my sons and my nephews and and Wendy Vaughn helping me through this whole social media thing. All right. Okay. But if you go to YouTube, as many of us do, brother, your hits on so many different, and where I'm going with this, all the millions of hits that are individual different, individually. Uh, uh, posted in different uh, videos of different people that collectively are millions of hits of your song and music. Now with that brother when you think back on it and you look at, at what I'm just mentioning as one example now of the of the social media proof that your music is proof positive of what your mission was. You're still touching people man. You're still giving people a sense of 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 warm uh, beauty through your artistry, a sense of hope and to go on. Your music, when we played it today, I heard, I saw people said it takes them back to times and there. And I'm getting these while I'm talking about it because I know what they're I know what they're feeling, so you, know, what, you know what? What does that do for you, man? To know that it it was a mission then, and it's proven positive that it's happening. It's it's still, it it it's
2: still the joy of my life. It's still the thing that makes me and my wife smile. You know, it's still the you're you're whistling again. Oh, I got a melody, and she knows. Leave him alone. That's it. He's off. You're walking. I still have that joy. I still have that whole thing of Mm. it's a of touching. It, I still have that whole passion of, of, of... I'd done a song called Morning Will Come, and mm. I met someone, and she was she said that she had cancer, and she was in her room, and the one song that she could... She was out of it, but the one song that she said she always played in her head was yeah. Morning Will Come. Right now, you, you, to be able to have done something like that and touch somebody in that way, and it's just this one person, and everybody would say yeah but it's only one person but there are people who have made music and it's never touched anybody that's
4: right and
2: it's never the Mamo used to say wasn't even promoted in america it wasn't a record that people a record company had to plow money into to make it successful the people mm-hmm. made it successful.
0: Mm-hmm. that's go. where you there get it, what i'm saying there you go it went <laughs> right to the source Forget yes. all of the the, the, the chart, forget all of the the, the 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 financial business side of the music, which yes. is important, but what you just said, it went directly to the heart, brother. Now hey. that brings me to this point, Junior. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know on, on this show when the when the guests come on, we've had some incredible stories and journeys of people that you know that, that talked about their ups, their downs, their every but we it', it It's been a blessing to be able, by the end of the episode, it's wrapped in a bowl of positivity. And we've never discussed anything that's, you know, out of the boundaries or whatever, but I know that you, brother, you are an inspiration to so many and so in a lot of different ways, to so many of us for so many reasons. Um, Your music, of course, that we talked about and still enjoying and loving, Um, but you've had some personal, Trials, some personal uh, situations that, for many, would say, "You know what? I can't do this. This is too much for me. This is something that I can't, uh, I can't, I can't take this." All of the things that we humanistically, where we, I can't judge anyone. Who knows what I would say? There have been some things in my life, brother, that I'm like oh, man, I can't take this anymore. I know what I put my mind, body, and soul through in these 55 years. You know, I'm just being real. So it's like I don't know what, but you uh, specifically, you're now a spokesman for the MS Society, right? In your words, brother, how, what took you through, what was your strength during the period of of your wife and your daughter,
2: brother? I think if it's it's like um i had this career going with my music and i had a lady with me who had contracted ms and we had no idea at the time what ms was so we started reading understanding trying to work through but not understanding because the information didn't truly pertain to black people. And we are different in a lot of respects. And I understand that now more than ever I did before. So that period again, arcs back to what my mother was showing me about being positive. You're out there and you have to do what you have to do. But at the same time, when you're home, you have to take care of this. You have to understand this. You have to try and go through this. Mm -hmm. When my daughter's mother died when Janique when Nadia passed. We found out six months before Nadia passed that Janique, who was my first daughter, uh, who I did O Louise for, okay. um, she contracted it and had the same like her mother, which was uh, sorry. Just a
0: minute.
2: No, brother. No. But she 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 had progressive MS. Mm -hmm. so I started to not work as much be able to it was the choice of going out on a tour or being with Janique and I chose to be with Janique so you would see that there's a time whereby in terms of records coming out there wasn't much because I wanted to spend that time I wanted to understand I wanted to let her know that she was loved unconditionally.
0: Beautiful.
2: The only way I could do that was to say that this has to be on hold. It's the love of my life, but it, and the thing about it was, I would put my I would put my thing on hold, but she would always be pushing me to get out,
0: <laughs> get out, do it. Look at that! Right, right, right. I got you. <laughs> so, you know,
2: so I used to. they're called Butlins, and it's like a um, where people go and big old Somerset thing and people go out there, they go and they dance, they party, they can spend a weekend there or whatever else. So I used to do dates down there and then I'd bring her so that she could watch at the side of the stage and stuff like this because she loved to sing as well. So I, I spent time learning about aggressive MS and taking her to different parts of the country, in Europe and speaking to various doctors and stuff like this because I wanted to, be able to, if I was gonna speak with the MS society, I wanted them to fully understand that this disease, that this complaint was prevalent within the black community. Cause even at the time, which would have been around about seven, eight years ago, they themselves didn't fully grasp that this thing had affected the black community in such a way okay. that it was getting and, and also that it had a lot to do with the DNA and going all the way back to slavery Look at this. and you know they needed to fully grasp and understand that before I could be a part of uh, their organization in any shape form or fashion my thing was to ensure that they were pushing to try and find some kind of way of helping those with progressive MS in a better way than they had been doing which is At that time, they were testing tablets with people, and it would affect these people in different ways. So you're trying to kill MS, but you're killing my liver. You're trying to help MS over your your heart. And people needed to, and I would speak about it, needed to understand what the compound of most of these tablets that they would give you what was it that was put in it what do and um, what does these things do do yeah. when they say it will flush out of your system how do you mean it will flush out of the system does it not leave and un- Is asking
0: yeah.
2: these which mm-hmm. at the time i think people must have thought that he, he thinks he's a doctor or something but it wasn't that
0: <laughs> no.
2: it really wasn't it was just a mere fact like again I, i'm sure you as you know victor when you love when yes. you love and you understand that to have been loved,
0: mm.
2: to love, is the only thing in life. Come on. We all can have the different things, the trinkets we can have the big car, we can have the great house, we can have the swimming pool. We yeah. can have, but when, it, when you break it all down, Come on. to be able to give of yourself, that means you love yourself, you know, you, you understand to love. So you love yourself and you're giving of yourself un- and it doesn't matter.
4: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, cleaning her, looking after her, washing her, taking her there. It mm-hmm. Yes, it will sometimes make you feel, out. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When you get calm and you understand and you understand how grateful, I know mm-hmm. that might sound strange too. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. You should be to have had the privilege mm. In 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 that person's surroundings and to have been able to help that person through that particular time. That was my drive. Again, as I said, mom's positive positivity and my father's drive, because my father was a real forceful little man, but their their drive and her positivity and understanding that like to be able to love somebody you have to love yourself. You have to. Otherwise it makes no sense. You're lying. You're gonna be with somebody, it's gonna be for six months, ten years. It won't work because you don't love you, so you don't know how to love. That, that little girl taught me how to love, how to be more patient, how to how to laugh at complete madness. Nothing to do with anything, but we would laugh. And she would laugh so much it would like tears would be coming from her eyes and
4: stuff be,
2: sad, to, to do those things. And mm-hmm. and when people say, oh, it must be very difficult for you. It was nothing for me. It couldn't have been more. It wasn't difficult for me. It was difficult for her. She was losing who she was as, as uh, a person and the uses being able to use her hands that went being not being able to, to walk that went so you're watching your your daughter who would run around and was just about to go out and just about to be that woman mm-hmm. and have fun and enjoy herself and wanted to get married and wanted to have children and you're watching all of that disappear but you're watching this girl's strength come on in now. Come underst- you know understanding what's going on and always having the her energy, her spirit was always. It was just always up. You know, if I couldn't do something, she'd just look at me and say, Dad, you'll find a way.
3: Yeah. And I used to say like, how do you mean I'll
2: find, look a at
0: way? That. find a way? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> hey, the way is that, brother, you broke down. I, I mean, like I said, I'm, not a, pre, I'm, a, pre, I'm a PK minister's kid, but I, I do not remember Bible and verse, but you there's a message of, of maybe somebody can put it up there's a part. Oh Helena Titus, thank you, Helena, for joining us again today, uh, who I have so much respect for with her, her, her spiritual connection of, of life itself. but you have just given to us in your words, in your testimony, the essence of what it's all about about love. It's about love. It's about the positive. Because it to me, brother, and I'm like I said, I'm not ashamed to cry when I feel it. You touched me today. And, and I know you touched so many other people, man. Uh, the way you just, your brilliance comes from your honesty, brother Junior. You, there's, an, um, there's a brilliance in honesty. And your words of what you're giving us, of what you've learned the experience you've been through, um, all the way to the experience of, 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 of your daughter and, and her mother. And then you were still able to give us the essence of what your daughter gave you, which was, hey, keep on keeping on, Dad. You've got to. This is the essence of love, brother.
2: Thank it's the essence. You, as I said, if you, if you can't, people can write all kinds of stuff, as we yes. do as we write all kinds of things. <laughs> but we know, we do know, and those who even don't know, know if, the, if they don't know, they know they're lacking something. They don't know what it is, but they know they're lacking something. They won't tell anybody, that's but that's down within, you know, that's that inner soul thing. And then there's others, like, you know, a Stevie for me, who just embodies love. Yeah. He just, just embodies, encapsulates what love should be. When you're speaking, when you're writing, you write from a position of love, even though it may seem harsh in what you're actually saying. Yeah. But your position is love. You're not writing it because you want to harm. You're writing it because you want to touch. You. I want you to feel, I want you. Bob Marley was the same.
0: Was oh, right. That's
2: right. You know, even if you go back, you know, um, if you've been looking at jazz and say even a, a Herbie Hancock, a, a John Coltrane, a Miles Davis. These people touched you; mm-hmm. they just touched you. They they left an imprint mm-hmm. on you because what they was giving was an energy of love, come on, a spiritual feeling right. of love. Right. So you 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 are embodied in in somewhere like I was with my daughter, and you're embodied in this place of love. So you know that you're protected. Come on, you're. Yeah or you know that you'll get through this. You do. You know that you're protected Beautiful. and You'll get through it. You know yes. that nothing lasts forever, regardless of what it is, right? Because, you know, at some time or another, we're going to leave here.
4: Mm-hmm. So what
2: is forever? Mm-hmm. So you look at these things and you start understanding, like, the reason for me, maybe my work works in the way that it does, is because of what you said, because of the fact that, like, There's
0: no lie to tell. There's none. No lie to tell. No. No. That's right. That's right. You know,
2: if 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 my truth, if if my truth and my honesty is where you're coming from, that's junior
0: music. That's right. That's junior music. I love that. Junior music, man. (laughs) And you know what, brother, I have to say this. I wish, oh my goodness, I wish we had more time because like I said people here lining up with their comments that they understand it, they're feeling it. It's that, that positivity posse fire is growing and growing. But you brought up a, you brought up something which is almost like maybe he, he, he does he see my notes here because that's exactly <laughs> what I was going next. When you brought up the, the message of Bob Marley, reggae yeah. music is one of the most powerful styles of music I believe that was ever created for so many reasons all right um i believe and i truly believe because of my love for jamaica number one and respect for jamaica um i truly believe that the essence of the people in jamaica was it totally at a found as a foundation in the attributes of the wisdom the the positivity of reggae music and its message, okay? And I'm I'm speaking, of course, as an insider, someone from the inside of the pond, exactly. someone, okay? But it's what it's done for me, and when I ever since I was introduced to it. Now, um, of course, Bob Marley, in uh, my opinion, was one of the most incredible crusaders for the whole message of what that, because that's my, of course, like millions of others, that was my first introduction to reggae. Now, right. from then, I just went on, just, I mean, I just dove into it because of how that made me feel. Right. So I have to go on to this, because now you've taken Your Mama Used to Say and combined it with the ironness of our brother Luciano, okay, one of the premier, which I love his music, but now you and Luciano come together with a remake, which, hey, y'all, Positivity Posse, pull it up. <laughs> when I tell you that the remake, reggae remake of Mama used to say with Brother Junior and Luciano, put it on, get ready to do nothing but feel right. Okay. <laughs> That's, it's going to do that to you. But how did this happen, brother? The reggae, you know, and I know we got to go, but I have to hear this.
2: I, I, Janique, my daughter, had always been in Jamaica. I take her down two, three, four times a year. She always said to me, every time you come to Jamaica, Dad, you never, ever go in and record with anybody. You never get together with any of the artists and you know them. And I would say, but I'm here to look out for you. We're going to go over Dunn's River. We're going to go down at Riggs Cafe. We're going to go all <laughs> over. We're going to... And she would always kiss her teeth. You know, cha, <laughs> You know to say, Why don't you do this? And then her idea was, right, take the songs that people know, Junior. Right? You know, take the songs that people know, Dad. And redo them with reggae artists. Oh, hey, I poo pooed it. I just said no. It's all right. Thank you very much.
0: Right, 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 right.
2: right, When she passed, that was the only thing that was in my head. So I rang a cousin of mine who rang Luciana, and said to Luciana that I wanted to do uh, a new version of "Mama Used to Say" and I'd like him to sing on it. And uh, There was a a producer in Jamaica that I know, and I went in to his studio. Lucci came down, which was just fantastic. The (laughs) two of us went in and sung this song. It it was like, because we were both in there, and I think at the same time, unfortunately, Lucci had lost a a daughter. So there was was a, a heart full of you know remorse because of the child, but at the same time, a heart full of wanting to give at that time. Yes, and I, and I felt that, and we connected. Thanks and was, we did that. That was a one take song. We did that oh, in one take song. Come on, one one, this great. wedding what we both needed to do came out. Thank you very much. Oh, me.
0: my goodness, you know what, Junior, I have to do this, brother. And if, Wendy, if you don't mind cueing that for me, brother, is it OK if I play that version at the end? Oh, of please, the please. And you know, please. before we, I have to say this. You know, you, uh, you, people know, man. Victor Brooks, I try to keep it as real as I can um and that's hopefully always that's my <laughs> mission right? <I> <laughs> and um i'm humanistic I, my realization of my humanism is real um and false the whole nine yards but i also equally give it up to the positiveness in my life and one of the huge most incredible uh, uh blocks of positivity is when i meet people um that hit me right there with the realness, man, you, you, you're definitely at the top of the list, brother. And, and people that know me know that I'm speaking real because you you through yeah, yeah. through music that, of course, but then hearing your story, hearing your journey, Junior, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> first of all, much respect. That's the first thing. Second Thanks. of all, thank you for being part of the soundtrack of our lives oh. on both sides of the pond both sides of the pond, thank you for bringing what your mama taught you before you even wrote the song and, okay. you the air and you gave it to the world. You passed it on to your daughter who then in essence 360 passed it on to you or reminded it to you and then you were able to repackage and pass it back to us and this time in reggae style, okay? Maybe yeah. Much love, much respect, and brother, I hope that you do have a time to come back and join us again.
2: I'd Is there anything
0: to. you want to say in closing, man, before we put this reggae funk on?
2: I'd like to say thank you very much, Victor, for, for doing this and, and inviting me on your show. I, I've just totally enjoyed it, man. It's been nice to be able to put across, especially during this time, positivity about life. It's nice to be able to be in an interview whereby that's the the essence of it is to make people understand that, like, listen, it's going to be rough. You've just got Biden. You've still got a journey to go through. I mean, I saw faces yesterday. I saw faces of relief yesterday. People were just relieved they wanted to get that out, that people were joyous because they wanted to get that out. I'm sorry for the, you know, because they're two sides. So you say sorry to the Trump side, but I'm pleased for the Biden side, right? But, you know, let's be real and understand it's only one day in the journey. Come on. That's it's right. only one day in the... That's right. If we're positive with it, then we'll get through it. But if we start excited on the one day, then we're not gonna make this happen. So that's that would be my message to everybody out there. A new day has come, right? But let's walk through this new day together. And let's, you know, you want that plant to grow? Throw some water on it and let the sun shine. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? There you, right? go. There you I, go. You know, I'd like to say thanks to everybody out there who has been with me from day one all the way going along. For those who only found me in the last 10 years, five years, 15, I give thanks. And I'm, I'm in internally very very grateful and as i said i'm i hope that next year i can come out i can play live i can do so that you can hear me i can do what i do we can have fun we can laugh we can joke and say did you remember 2020 hell no Mm
0: (laughs) you know (laughs) exactly brother (laughs) 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 that's what it's all about junior junior you have spread some sunshine today You've given it to us as only you can give it to us. And we thank you. Positivity Posse, you heard it. Brother, thank you, man. God bless you and your family. Much love and much respect. And we're going to take them out reggae style right at the where we drop it. Thank you, man. Let's do this. In life, you got to take time to learn
3: and time to grow. I up, then I see what grown ups You see. In its drive to come a page, even at an old age, to be recognized as what natural made. And my mind used to say, Take your time, young man. And my mind used to say, Don't you rush to get home. And my mind used to say, You
0: about right there. That's what, oh, but Brother Junior's back on your list. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, you guys, and people are loving that, loving it, man. Brother Junior, hey. thank you so much, man.
2: in a pleasure, man. Thank you very much for having me.
0: You got it, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it, you heard it, you you heard it from 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 his heart, and I'm talking about his, I'm talking about his brother Junior. Junior Gibson, you heard it from his heart. You you heard his message, you heard what makes him him, and therefore giving his music and artistry in the package that was presented to us that we're still loving and respecting to this day. Positivity Posse, thank you for joining us again today. You know we went a little longer, but hey, this brother took his time from across the pond. 11 hours different from us. You dig what I'm saying? He took his time to come and share his positivity with us. And I know you enjoyed every single minute of it, just like I did, because I can see you lining up saying what you're saying. Oh my goodness, y'all. I love you. And I'm not ashamed to say it. And if you love somebody, tell them yourself. Pick up the phone. Let them know. They don't write a letter. We can email it nowadays. Or so if you're old school and you want to write it with a pen and pad, do that. But all you need to do is first remember the power of love, like our brother Junior said and reminded us today. And what we know deep in our hearts, it's really about you, Dig. It's about that love. That's what it is. It crosses cultural. It crosses religion. It crosses all sorts of things that sometimes can keep us separated. But that love is for real. It's like a it's like a plumbing situation that mean you can't stop when the water starts flowing, y'all. Don't try to stop the love. Come back every Sunday at one o'clock PM, y'all, Pacific Coast time. And get some of this positivity on you. You know I like to say, take a bath in it, scuba dive in it, you know, Uh, a deep sea in it. If you want a a skinny dip in it, skinny dip in it. But whatever you do, get in that pool of positivity, that water of positivity. And when you come out, sprinkle it on as many people as you can. Don't let anybody tell you that positivity is getting on their nerves. It's you. Let's give it to them, y'all. Drench it with positivity and sprinkle it on everybody that you can. We'll see you next time, next Sunday, 1 o'clock p.m. on The Victor Brooks Show, Facebook Live.